0: There are good men out there that they may not be right for a relationship, but they're great to have an intimate sexual relationship with. Uh, You play safely and respectfully and you can have a blast. So let's get to it. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you,
1: My guest today is a 57-year-old single woman who's a management consultant and life coach who, after 24 years of marriage, had to start dating again. This was nine years ago, and she found out that, yeah, things were a little different, right? Zena, welcome to the show. Everyone I talk to, their stories are different. And I'm always interested in knowing not only how you got here, but kind of like where you fall. I mean, everyone is on the spectrum at some point, and it seems no one's in the same spot. You said it was
0: different. What do you mean? Well, thanks for having me, first of all, Lena, and I appreciate your mission to educate people on the sex-positive world. It was different. I mean, I met my ex-husband when I was 18. I had had a few sort of uh, fun boyfriends before that, but it was my first serious relationship. We married at 23 and were married for almost 24 years. Wow! So the world was a very different place uh, by the time I started dating again. And I was a very different person.
1: Right. Which is actually probably more important, right? Because we can deal with the other stuff.
0: Like, you know, mm-hmm.
1: let's say you're meeting online more, or the, the way in which you're meeting people may have changed and the way people present themselves may have changed. But the fact that you're now a different person, I mean, what do you mean? Other than, you know, from 18 to however old you were at that point, we all mature, right?
0: Yes. I was much different in that I was much more established as Xena, as myself. And I was well entrenched in my career. My children were at the stage of leaving home. I had a much clearer vision of what I wanted from myself, my career, uh, my social life, and my sex life. Ooh. I decided Hold on. that... Let's yeah. talk about that sex life. So in my marriage, I actually had what I would call, I was a pretty satisfied sexually, and that was not the reason for our breakup. As I became a more sound and solid in my foundation, I decided that I needed to take some time to explore what I wanted. and. I wasn't necessarily ready to jump into a long-term relationship right away. So I did want to date and it found me in a different place. Men were older. There was a lot more transactional relationships available. And once I got through my head that, you know what? You can't be called a slut in your late 40s. And if you are, it's not a terrible thing. Uh, So I started to date and get to know guys and then, you know, sleep with them and decide, oh, that's not for me, but we can remain friends with benefits. Or I'd move on to somebody else, and and started to explore this world that was very different than my monogamous uh, long term relationship.
1: You're describing um, that transactional sex. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that described, and like just hearing you talk about it, I can see now that that term in itself is actually very um, is very neutral, and it's the way you see it. Mm -hmm. Some people describe that as, you know, it was too transactional sex, as if it was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And then hearing you talk and describe your change, it's like, well, it doesn't have to be bad. Like, you can want sex and not want the relationship that goes with it. You can, you know, want to have fun and not be committed to someone and
0: just that person, right? I can be, and maybe it's not for everybody, but I decided I hadn't found the next right guy. And I found lots of nice guys, lots of great guys. I just didn't want to be in a relationship with them. And when we explored sexually, it was fun. It was fabulous. It was hot. I thought, well, why not enjoy the ride, <laughs> so to speak? And, uh, you know, I there's something about women um, and safety. And so you always had to be kind of aware of what you were getting yourself into and kind of create enough Barriers to hopefully protect yourself from dangerous situations. I have not found myself in any, but I know many women in the lifestyle that are single have. I don't think men appreciate when they, you know, say, Oh, I'm going to pick you up in my car and we'll meet here. And I'm like, I'm not going to parking lots. I'm not sitting in your car. We'll meet, we'll have drinks. We'll have adult conversation. And if like you, we'll get together again. Mm -hmm. So it enabled me to call the shots the way I wanted. And I really enjoyed that time of exploring and meeting different people and just having fun. Yeah. Let's get back to this calling the shots,
1: okay? Mm -hmm. Because I think most women should be able to call the shots, right? We should be able to say yes or no. And do do it without feeling pressure or anything. But... There's also the kind of calling the shots that I think maybe you might be interested in. It's really taking like a leadership role in your sexuality, right? Hmm. Are you into that
0: femdom stuff? Uh, I wouldn't call it femdom. I am by nature, and I always have been in my work life, in my personal life, I tend to take control of situations. Whether they need it or not, I will yeah. jump in and get things sorted out. You know, when it came to my sex life, I thought, well, I'm not settling for somebody that doesn't know what I want. I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to set expectations. And in some cases, you know, as I got into the kinkier side of the world, I realized I could have exactly what I want. Ooh. And by my stature, I'm a very tall woman, athletic, and um, it drew a certain kind of man. And so when someone asked if they could serve me and Submit to me. I said I'm not really sure what you're talking about, but we discussed what that might look like. So I was game. I thought I love that idea of having someone do exactly what I want, how I want, when I want it, as many times as I want it. And they got pleasure from it too. Nice. Um, and- so many
1: questions. So mm-hmm. many questions. Hold on. So I'm going to go back. You said that being, uh, you know, a tall woman, you said you attracted a certain type of man? Describe that type.
0: Well, I would say that, you know, I started sort of my broader sexual adventures when I got onto fet Life. And so in describing myself, I did use the word dominant initially, and I got flooded by submissive requests. So I kind of buried, buried the lead and uh, spoke more about my preferences. But it did attract a certain kind of guy, and I My height and and my sort of personality in there. And so I did. How tall are you? I'm a 5'11. So in heels, I'm quite, I have quite a presence. Yeah. I do tend to get a lot of men that are submissive that want me to take control. And so I'm starting to see what I like and what I don't like. And the fendom thing is not really my forte. I like to be in control, I like what I like. Um, And I have been exploring the cuckolding relationship uh, as a, a preference for me. I am ultimately looking for a long term relationship, but I want something that's deeply connected, deeply intimate, highly sexual, but also compatible in other areas of my life.
1: So you are looking for that committed relationship, but you also want to have sex with other people.
0: I have a voracious appetite. And so, especially as men get older, I think it becomes quite clear. It's hard for them to keep up. And mm-hmm. so, why shouldn't I get what I want if they're getting what they need? Right. hmm
1: Have you been able to find the right cuck? Like, I imagine that not all cucks are the I know that not all cucks
0: are the same. No. Right? No, they're not. Someone that I I met online, been a cuck prior, and kind of introduced me to the concept, the terms. Of course, I'm a I'm a researcher, I'm a learner, and so I did my investigative work and started to explore that, and had um, a lot of fantasy talk with this with this gentleman, and uh, we played quite a bit, and then we had a cuckolding experience. He submitted to me we found a bull, we connected, we talked quite a bit, and then we invited the bull over to play. And um, it blew the doors off what I thought was a hot sexual experience. It was the most intense and intimate and uh, arousing experience I'd ever had. Okay, you gotta tell me what happened now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I talked a lot with this cuck about his limits and boundaries and what he wanted out of the experience. And I had done some exploring, so I knew what I was okay with. So we all got together for dinner and agreed that we would proceed. So I will say the research that I had done was primarily online, of course. It's hard to find other resources. And it was very male-focused, the male fantasy focus, which my cuck was in that that space. The bull, however, was quite experienced. And his focus was, and he was quite clear to the cuck, this is all about your queen and we are going to make her happy. And so they did. I enjoyed that bull many times in many different ways. And my cock at the time supported him by following his gentle but direct instructions on what he needed to do to keep me happy and to keep him happy. It was wild. It was no, fun. that it doesn't was,
1: fly. That doesn't fly on this show. That doesn't fly on the show. <laughs> Zina. You know, you got to tell me I what know, happened.
0: I know. Um
1: so was this then at your place? Like did was, you have these it was, men come over it to your at place? Was it his
0: at my cuck's place? A slow start and and um well, you and your cuck at this point were already in a relationship? Yeah, and it wasn't a we weren't um fully dating, but we had been seeing each other for about like six weeks. And we had had sexual, we had a lot of sexual encounters and and talked a lot about fantasy. And knowing that his preference uh, for cuckolding, we were leaning that way as I learned more about it.
1: So so you've already had had sex with your cuck?
0: No, because he was submissive. And because of his size, it was something that we had, I shouldn't say no, we had tried, but it really didn't work out well. So I had made him, being submissive, I had made him use toys and devices to satisfy me. Okay. And so that's how he knew what to do and how to please me. But it was clear um, that his size wasn't adequate. And so small penis humiliation was also a thing for him. That, I learned, was quite fun and powerful. Oh,
1: okay. A lot of women who first get into this find that humiliation thing difficult, right? Because- you you you're kind of taught not to humiliate people, mm-hmm. but then when you find out it's something that turns them on, did
0: it come naturally for you? It did. It did. You know, I played a lot of sports. I have brothers. That teasing oh. and humiliation—it mm-hmm. wasn't that hard to get to once I knew the things that were okay and in bounds, and and you could see his reaction almost immediately. Oh no! Okay, give, give me an example. Well, we'd be talking and I would send him a picture of someone that I found. And I said, you know, how's this uh, for a bull? And I said, uh, do you think you could get your mouth around that? Or I would say, you know, I'll definitely have to get a comparison picture with you and him, but we probably won't see you under his shadow. You know, his response would be like, you know, the emoji with the hearts and the eyes and like. That so drove just him
1: crazy. Crank it
0: up. Mm-hmm. it's not a must-have for me. I think there's enough subtlety in a dynamic. Even without that direct humiliation, there's enough angst that's created that right. I don't necessarily need that. But if it's something that puts well, it's it over the Well, it's for the, the cuck, right? Absolutely. Right, it's, okay. It's for the cuck. Okay. Of course, it inflates the power well, you, dynamic. You have,
1: yeah, you have to enjoy it too. Yeah. Right, okay. So uh, let's get back to this experience. So you, you're, you're, you're with your cuck. You've got this bull coming over. This is your first cuck experience mm-hmm. with the bull, right? Mm-hmm. Start slow. Like what's actually happening? Like is your cuck yeah, just sitting just... in the corner watching or what?
0: No. Um, you know, started slow. We were sitting on the couch and we were all having drinks. You know, just kissing and getting to know the bull and you know as he's getting hard, I'm telling my cuck what I'm experiencing. And then we moved to the bedroom and the the bull kind of took over from then. I had Given him control of the scene and I'd given him the boundaries. And I said, you know, these are the things that are in and these are the things that are out. I literally at first laid back like a queen. He was enjoying himself with me, but my cuck was also tending to me. You know, he was using his mouth all over me and we switched positions and he would keep his mouth on me. And if he was not doing something, the bull would kind of snap his fingers and say, you know, your queen needs something. Get busy. And so with his mouth or hands or whatever it was that I needed. So the cup was assisting. He was. And it ran the gamut from kissing me to clean up to fluffing. It ran the gamut in that first experience and it was fabulous. The bull really made the difference in that experience. He was uh, intelligent, respectful, very highly sexual and uh, a lot of fun. I'm sweating now. Just talking about it. Look oh, at yeah. you—you're all, you're all just <laughs> flustered.
1: <laughs> hmm. um, and so you knew this was the way
0: you wanted to go. I was blown away. And again, we were fairly new in our relationship. But you know, when people say the eye contact and knowing that somebody's willing to do this, I know they're getting pleasure out of it, out of the angst, out of the excitement. But that it's towards my pleasure—that that, that compersion, that excitement for me. Really, I find very connecting and very heartfelt and highly sexually charged the scene. So that was my only real experience with a bull, but I realized at that point that this, this kind of relationship was for me. The cuck ended up pursuing a different relationship and has, uh, you know, we're still friends. We still talk. He still wants that relationship. I think he's (laughs) kind of sorry that he took a different path, but I am still pursuing, but it is hard to find a cuck that is emotionally capable of managing those very complex situations and dynamics that is masculine enough in the regular vanilla world to meet my needs for a masculine energy in as part of my life, um, but that also is willing to accept non-monogamy for me. How long ago was this first experience? It was in uh, 2019. And you've been looking ever since? Mm-hmm. I have. And you still haven't found anyone? Well, I found several potential cucks, one in particular that ticks off a lot of the boxes, but has uh, family demands that doesn't allow them to be fully engaged in a relationship. So I have um, continued to look, but that's the closest I've come. Wow. Yeah. Wait,
1: so, but I mean, what have you been doing for sex? Well, like have you been having sex? I've had no shortage of sex. Okay, but just not with bulls.
0: I have. In fact, my oh. strategy was to continue to find play partners, particularly bulls, because I keep hearing from women in the lifestyle how hard it is to find good, reliable, trustworthy bulls. So, I have been since then working to build up a roster, if you will, of <sighs> trusted play partners. Some of them are bulls. And so I've met some really fabulous, fabulous men that are into the lifestyle, would fill the role as a as a bull, have experience in it, would fill that role, but are happy to play uh, one-on-one for now, as well okay. as other play partners that fit my other needs. Like I have a play partner that's a submissive, and I have another one that just explores with me, and some that I just kind of date like a boyfriend.
1: Wow, you're just having all kinds of fun, Zena. I'm
0: having a fabulous time. I really am. Is it wonderful? It is wonderful. And, you know, I really encourage women that have the freedom to explore to do so in a safe manner, take your time. But there are good men out there that they may not be right for a relationship, but they're great to have an intimate sexual relationship with. It meets their needs, it meets your needs. Uh, you play safely and respectfully, and you can have a blast. It's unfortunate that society isn't quite caught up to being that open, especially around women, uh, being sexually empowered.
1: This is so interesting to me because I get a lot of messages from men who are cucks looking for women who would be into it. And then here I've got a woman who for years has been trying to find
0: the right cuck. I talk to lots of guys that want to be cucks or are submissives. Um, my big challenge is that they can't get off their frigging focus of their fantasy. All the things that they want for themselves and how I will serve you and I will, you know, dress, uh, you know, I'll feminize, I'll wear panties. And I'm like, that's not what I want. Mm. but it's they push their agenda. What is really a turn off for me is the male driven cuckolding fantasy that doesn't really allow for the other parts of the relationship that are the deeply connected, intimate, intellectual, curious side of things. And then this whole cuck shame that then once you start to talk about it and say, well, let's meet for coffee, then all of a sudden all bets are off and they run back to their cave and I don't know, jerk off behind their computer screen. But it's like, let's man up. If you really are interested in this, I'm happy to discuss, but it's not the only topic in a relationship. So let's give it proportional amount of airtime when we meet. But there's a lot more to it. And that's the part that I find most men can't get to.
1: Oh, it just, it makes a lot of sense to me because I I hear stuff from a lot of people. People complaining that, you know, they can't find a woman who's into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, women who can't find men who are into it. But because there's that spectrum where there are women who kind of do it because that's what their, their cuck husband or cuck boyfriend is into. Mm-hmm. And then there are women like you who this is something that you want. So you're kind of, you're trying to find a cuck who will be focused on you and your pleasure and not use you for their cuck kink. Correct. If I asked you, like, what is your ideal mate? Mm -hmm. How would you describe that person?
0: I would describe that person as someone who is intelligent, has a great sense of humor, can handle difficult complex emotional situations. So they have to have strong communication skills and be prepared to have a relationship where we put each other's needs first. Cuckolding may seem like the, the woman gets all of the benefits. That's not the case. You know, the cuck has needs too, and we just figure out how to meet them in a different way than PIV sex. And that's the one thing I've learned is it's not just your dick that gets pleasure. There's other parts of you that get sexual pleasure, and we're going to find those. It's just not going to be with, with, your, with your dick. It will be highly sexual. They have to be monogamous, and they're willing to submit to me and perhaps my bowl.
1: You can find Zena on Twitter. She's at LL underscore Zena. That's X-E-N-A. Next time on Consenting Adults, a couple shares how they deal with jealousy and other uncomfortable situations during play
0: sessions. And so during that moment when we were with this dude, like she was just kind of like, in, I called it, she was a uh, digmatized at this point. And I was kind of like tapping her ankle, like, okay, it's time to go now you can let him go. You know, that was one of the things that I had to kind of get over.
1: That's coming up on Consenting Adults.